Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. This is Paul Hawksby. And Andy Jacobs. And this is the H&J Daily with some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. Uh, we were joined by the legendary author, uh, Jilly Cooper. She was great. She has a new book out, 86 years young she is, new book out called Tackle, set in the world of football. She called me a young man. She did, young man. Young <laughs> That's man. right, well, young man. <laughs> um, so, yeah, she was on great form, so uh, we'll bring you that. Um, Andy Zaltzman joined us. Yeah, uh, cricket statistician, comedian. We look back on Glenn Maxwell's incredible um, mm. score yesterday and uh, a winning victory for Australia against Afghanistan against all odds. And we had a bit of a chat and we mm. had mastermind where Andy took on quite a tough specialist subject. So that should do you. Here it all is. Good afternoon. <laughs> Everyone, good afternoon. Thank you, so to say. Good afternoon, Andy. <laughs> good afternoon, Paul. Good afternoon, everybody. Yeah. And uh, that was, we were going to talk about Stokes, uh, not Stokes, uh, Maxwell. Glenn Maxwell. Maxwell. He's Stokes-like innings. But I did think, in the style of uh, the theatre announcements, the part of Jack Leach will be played today by Mr Pat Cummings. Yes. It was exactly that well, role. It's it was just very similar, wasn't it? Stokes was sort of injured and hobbling, and yeah. and so was Maxwell and, and Cummings. I mean, Cummings is a better batsman than Jack Leach. He is, but but you don't normally eat up that many balls in a one-day game. I mean, if all you saw was the headline, folks, Andy Zaltzman's going to join us later, a man who pours over the stats, of course, professionally, apart from being a very funny comedian. But when you look at the the sort of story around what Maxwell did yesterday, we left here, myself and Charlie, just loving the fact that Australia are going to get... I was so angry they got back into it. (laughs) And Sam Elard was keeping us updated. They they didn't have a prayer when he went in. It was just... I mean, Pat Cummings got 12 in a partnership of 202. That is that is something <laughs> Incredible. Else. So anyway, we'll chat about that with Andy a little bit later. Mm. We'll put that knock into uh, the context. Um, I was thinking... Oh, go on, sorry. No, that's all right, Andy. Okay, yeah, I'm just, no. I, I just doing what you saw the news today. I know mm. you're very up on Chelsea at the moment, but oh, yeah. did you see that... Um, Frank Lampard could have got uh, you Jude Bellingham for 20 million quid yeah, thanks. but they wouldn't clear it upstairs <laughs> Brilliant. The, mo- well the lot now they would have cleared <laughs> it upstairs in 2019 they weren't prepared to spend that much on a youngster Wasn't they weren't the men from Decker who turned down the Beatles were yeah. the same thing isn't yeah. it <laughs> for goodness well, sake young players there is that fear I mean to get in early on a young player even if mm. they're exceptional even like when David Pleat went to um, Daniel Levy and said mm. I've, got, I've seen this lad at uh, MK Dons 
he's he's brilliant. You've got to snap him up, you know, this lad, Deli Alley. And apparently Daniel Levy said, well, I'll look into it. And he said, you do realise they want five million, don't you? Yeah. And he said, yeah, but pay it, Daniel. Pay it. Yeah, and he was right, of course. Yeah. Yeah, sometimes you just have to take a risk. I mean, sometimes you take a risk on an established player it doesn't work out. Mm. I think it's all very well for Mikel Arteta to blame VAR for mistakes. I'd say it's not as big a mistake as spending 65 million on Havertz. Personally. Yeah. Oh, OK. Well, yeah, quite possibly. <laughs> well, he could be playing striker tonight, so we'll find out. Because he, he could play, be playing up front. Yeah, well, that won't be any good. Because Eddie Nketiah's got a knock. I'd cancelled Joe Root's contract for that shot he played this morning. It was one of the worst shots I've ever seen. Yeah. Really terrible. Would you do that? You'd have a I very would. kind of scorched earth take on, I would. on management, wouldn't you? Like, you want football prison. You want to cancel a contract based on one shot. You're quite old school. I'll tell I you who's, tell you who's old, old school. Jilly Cooper. The uh, the novelist, the writer of racy novels for many decades. Mm. About four years ago, we heard uh, that was some sort of diary yeah. piece saying she's going to write a football book. Apparently, mm. it was a, a bit of lunch with Sir Alex Ferguson made her feel there was enough in the world of football for her to turn. I mean, she worked mm. like equestrian stuff. Riders was a big book, of course. Rivals, all of her books over the years. She's now 86 years young. She's popping in to see us later on. Her new book is called Tackle. <laughs> no, yes, if you want to score, you've got to be a player. Um, it's not Jonathan Wilson like. There's no inverting the pyramid about it. Although she does take on, she does take on some t- tactical nuances and talks about you know playing too many games in a week. So she takes on, but the list of characters. Andy and I've really been enjoying the the list of characters. Are absolutely fantastic. Of course, if you're a, a Jilly Cooper fan, you want to see that Rupert Campbell Black is in there, <laughs> and he are. is the, the <laughs> anti-hero of many of her, but all of her books. Uh, he's bought a football club uh, now uh, oh he's appeared before Rupert oh Rupert yeah. Rupert Bell he's a, Clark no not Rupert but he should be called Rupert <laughs> Bell shouldn't he Rupert <laughs> Bell <Mike> Black <laughs> definitely well he's basically Rupert Bell really yeah. in, in all but names you must have met him but um, the club are called Searston Rovers the mm. team that Rupert uh, Campbell Black buys and takes all the way to the the top of the table uh, yeah Searston S-E-A-R-S-T-O-N and it's quite difficult to come up with a fictional Very football club name mm. and, and pull it off, isn't it, really? We, we were trying to think. We were thinking there was Melchester for Roy the Rovers, Harchester for Dream Team. You need Fallchester. Fallchester for, for Billy the Billy Fish. Billy the Fish. You do need a Chester in there, clearly. But we just wondered if... I don't mean necessarily the funny uh, dream, uh, dream Team names that you've come up with, but do you think you could come up with a name this afternoon? Fictional name. A fictional name of a football club that you think re- really gets it right. I remember mm. one... In a comic, I can't remember what it was, but there was a team there and they called them Everpool. And I thought, <laughs> you're not even trying, are you? You're not even trying. So if you think you can come up with a very, very good fictional football name, not necessarily a funny one, but one that we go, oh yeah, I could definitely see them playing. <laughs> Maybe we'll put a bit of a draw to We'll have a cup draw of the best of them uh, later on in the show. So talksport.com forward slash H&J. Text to 81089 or tweet to TSHNJ, TSHANDJ, or 03717 Talking of Everton, uh, Shakhtar have got a player called Neverton. <laughs> he was yes. refused to go to Goodison, Never Everton, I think. Yes. And also, talking of posh people, uh, AC Milan have got a midfielder called Rinders. That's King Charles's favourite sport. Do you fancy a game of Rinders? <laughs> <laughs> Rinders? Rinders. Yeah, that's a, that's a sensational yeah. name, isn't it? It was good. Uh, what else have I got here? Oh, Newcastle, they're in trouble, aren't they now? They've got to... It's looking a bit mm. tough. They've, yeah, they're, you know, it's going to be quite difficult, isn't it? A poor old uh, mm. Joel Linton did feel for him last night. I mean, it was a oh, he should have scored. pretty easy yeah, chance, was wasn't it? Really. But, yeah. 
There you go. Um, oh, swapping shirts at half time. Yeah, blimey. That is bad. Oh, yeah, that why was terrible. Just, why don't you just ask for his autograph and yeah. a selfie and hold up a cardboard sign saying, can I have your shirt, please, Holland? Yeah. Brilliant, um, isn't it? Um, Rupert Bell's been in touch. Oh. I've met Gillian. She told oh, me yes. what an attractive young man I was. Oh, well, Take it was a long time, time ago. ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so there we are. Well, she's um, she obviously based all those books on you, Rupert. Mm. The caddish character that he is. Absolutely. So, uh, yeah, Jenny Cooper's in a little bit later. I'm very much looking forward to that. And uh, there's a char- character in there whose first name is Farrell. F-E-R-A-L. <laughs> there are 92 characters 90, in this book. Yeah, you've really got to keep up. I counted them all. But, you know, if you like Jilly Cooper, it's just a lot of fun. Um, Farrell Jackson, young lad, bit insecure. Um, but anyway, they're all in there. The posh, the feral... Uh, and we'll tell you more about that uh, later on when she joins us in the studio. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. I can't believe it. You're gutted about that Caramac news. The Caramac? I've yeah, never seen I you mean, like as, as a kid, <laughs> as a kid growing up, I was, it was a real favourite of mine. They've become fairly elusive these days, of course, but I was a massive, massive fan. As I said, I had pretty cheap taste, and I, I wasn't buying the £10 <laughs> bars of Belgian well, stuff ne- that you neither buy. Neither was I when I was a child, to be yeah. fair. <laughs> God, blimey, yeah. Fancy stopping that. We will march on Nestle with lit torches. <laughs> um, Crackers makes the point that if um, Reinders... Um, you were talking about earlier on, was to join the Norwegian club Randers, it would sound like Prince Charles and Danny Dyer saying Rounders. (laughs) It's a very good point, Crackers. Randers, not going to play Randers. Randers. We'll play Randers or Rinders. Yeah, sounds like a good idea. Thank you for that. So, um, 22 for two are uh, the Netherlands at the moment. They are chasing 340 to beat England. Um, and a very good knock today by uh, Ben Stokes. It was good to see that. Um, but yesterday, I say, we left the studio at four o'clock. Slightly concerned that Glenn Maxwell had his eye in, but not thinking for a moment uh, that he could see uh, Australia home against Afghanistan because certainly earlier on in the day, they didn't have a prayer. But he, he scored an unbeaten 201, faced 128 balls, 21 of them for four, 10 for six. But there's so much more to the story. Harsha Bogle said it was the greatest one-day innings ever, and that wasn't even by an Indian player, so it must have been. Well, um, is it statistically? Uh, is it subjectively? It's asked a man who watches a lot of cricket and compiles a lot of cricket stats. Comedian Andy Zortzman. Hey, Andy. Hi. How are you doing? Good, Good. Thank you. You were watching that all unfold yesterday as well. So, where does it? What does it rank with you? Well, it's pretty high. It's always hard to 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 judge across different eras. But in terms of the, the context of the game with Australia, uh, well, in trouble when he came into the crease at 49 for four, and then an even bigger trouble at uh, 91 for seven, still needing 201 to win. It's uh, to play that innings in that context. I think it makes it hard to beat, particularly in a, in a World Cup game. I guess said against that side, it was Australia. It wasn't a must-win game for them. It was a would-like-to-win game. They still had another chance to make the uh, make the semi-finals if they'd lost that game. But but even so, it was a uh, you know an important game in a World Cup and in a position uh, from which no team had had ever won before needing that many with only uh, only four wickets left. So it was truly extraordinary. Sort of other innings that might be up there in terms of World Cups, um, 1983, Kapil Dev, India's captain, made 175 not out in Tunbridge Wells. Imagine a World Cup game in Tunbridge <laughs> Wells. You were there, weren't you? I read your tweet. Oh, that was your yeah, first was, game, wasn't it? 
Yeah, it was the first game of cricket I ever went to. I, wow. I grew up in in Tunbridge Wells, so not every game has been quite as dramatic as that. <laughs> India were nine for four when Kapildev came in, then seventeen for five, and uh, he set a new record uh, for highest one day international wow. score. That turned India's campaign around. They they'd won two, lost two before that game. If they'd lost that one, they'd have had a, a straight. Uh, a, it'd been a difficult situation having to beat Australia. Um, and run rate would have come into play off after that in their final game. So it's turned their World Cup around, then they won the final against West Indies, um, and that sort of sparked a one-day boom in India from which the rest of, of cricket history has spun mm. out to what it is today. So I think that's up there. Viv Richards' famous innings in 1984 against England, 189 on that, as a number of people have pointed out. The fielding restrictions were a bit different then, so you could protect boundaries more, and he put on over 100 for the night, uh, for the 10th wicket with, with Michael Holding. But I think Maxwell's innings is... Certainly up there and quite possibly the best in terms of the what it did to the game and the situation it was in and also in a in a second innings chase. Those other two innings were, were, were batting first. And there's, I guess, a different pressure when you are um, chasing a target. So, yeah, it was absolutely extraordinary. Plus the context of him being uh, yeah. uh, unfit for large parts of the, the, the latter part of the innings with, with cramps. So it was incredibly dramatic. It was against an Afghanistan side that had been bowling well, and was on a real run of form. So it was truly extraordinary. You have to kind of put that context on it, don't you say? So he cramped up really badly in the heat. Mm. He could barely run. It's a bizarre running style when he did actually run. He couldn't <laughs> really move his feet to bat, so everything was upper body strength as he was crashing these balls to he the boundary. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, what, what it, yeah, what he'd essentially become at that point was a village cricketer, uh, <laughs> albeit one with an about above village level eyesight. Yeah. Um, so waddling up and down the pitch, not moving his feet, just having a hopeful swing, um, 201 not out in a World Cup game. He put down twice. He was out LBW and just reviewed it as a punt, not thinking he had much of a chance. And he, he stayed. I mean, he had a few lives, but as Andy said, if you're going to get a knock like that in those circumstances, you need a bit of luck, don't you? Uh, absolutely. And you think of, of some of the sort of great innings of English, of recent English cricket and a lot of Ben Stokes's uh, masterpieces have had huge lashings of luck, whether it's that's the Headingley test in mm. 2019 or the uh, uh, the World Cup final um uh, that same that same summer that's that's just part of cricket and i guess you know had he been caught as he should have been no one would have would have would have talked uh, would have talked about it. it would just have been an incredible win for afghanistan that would have put them in a very good place to make the semi final but such is such is the game you know but most sporting events have some element of luck involved no one had uh, previously made uh, more than 130 in a successful chase batting at number 6 or lower in a one day international um, chase, a successful one international chase. No one batting at five or lower had ever scored over 150. No one had scored a double hundred in the second innings of a one-day international. Even wow. in tests, in the in a fourth innings uh, chase, a final innings chase, no one had ever made 150 batting at six or lower. So for Maxwell to make 200 batting at six uh, in an international chase uh, was completely unprecedented. Good, good stats. But we yeah. expect that. <laughs> it shows also where Afghan cricket is. You know, they they really have come on a lot. And I know Stokes's innings was in a Test match, but as you say, there there are a lot of things that are in common. He was also physically struggling, and Jack Leach and um, Pat, Pat Cummings. Cam, Pat yeah. Cummings, you know, pretty similar sort of knocks. Yeah, twelve. Actually, he Cummings scored, scored quite a lot compared to Leach. I mean, it, the lowest lowest. I mean, I think we got this at your fingertips because, uh, but. 
12 runs for Cummings in a 202 partnership. So is that <laughs> is that the lowest in a partnership? Uh, I don't have that to hand, right. but I'm going to take a guess and say yes. You would think so, wouldn't you? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it was good to see Stokes get some runs today. What did, what did you make? I take it you've been, you've been keeping an eye on that, Andy. What do you make of his performance? Well, I mean, we saw this in the last World Cup. England had a few hiccups during the group stage and then were really peaking by the end of the group <laughs> stage. So maybe they're doing that again this time. You've got to be at your best at the business end of a tournament. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it was, yeah, I mean, it's been such a strange tournament uh, for England. I mean, Stokes, there's been a lot of, you know, talk about you know, Stokes coming in um, rusty and without any one-day cricket behind him. He got 182 at the Oval against uh, against New Zealand just before the World Cup. Then he had that uh, that injury. Um, so again, it's just one of these these bizarre facets of England's World Cup that that sort of everything has gone wrong simultaneously. Stokes had done okay up until uh, this game, played a, a good innings today, again we've had a, a couple of chances. Um, but that that middle order, we've had it's a number of things have gone wrong for England, and particularly Bearstow, Root, and Butler uh, collectively have had amongst the worst runs of any England uh, batters in, in World Cups. In their last six innings, so the, the last six games, the five England have lost and, and today, Butler's made 48 runs, Root 57, Bairstow 71. In terms of six-inning sequences wow. for top seven England players in World Cups, they are three of the worst four. Michael Vaughan had a 59-run sequence in six innings in 2007. So that puts it in context. Three hugely experienced players, absolute cause of that team that uh, that won uh, the World Cup in 2019 and have played so brilliantly for the years before that, all having um, you know, historically uh, bad runs uh, runs of form. England's five uh, numbers five, six and seven in this World Cup, collectively averaging 13.2. That's uh, Moti Butler, Moeen Brook and, and Livingston. That's the wow. second worst such figure for a test nation in any World Cup tournament. And in the West Indies in 1996 had a worse record than England. So that sort of puts in context quite how extreme this um, failure for England's batting in particular has been and and for it to be players who had such good records both in you know in the last World Cup and broadly in one international cricket it's, it's really extraordinary I suppose it's if you're going to be bad if you're going to be bad be really bad yeah but <laughs> it's, it's, it's worrying it, really. it's worrying with the test series coming up in India and, and but it's sort of inexplicable because they've all played in the IPL and Brook and Livingston I can't believe they, their form's dropped off a cliff hasn't it it's really strange it, it, it's hard to put your finger on what exactly has gone wrong very strange. Uh, yeah, it really is, and I guess I mean, that's one of the fascinations of cricket that your 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 yeah what you do is as an individual when you're batting or bowling. It's not like you're completely dependent on your teammates for each action that you do, and yet form and confidence is sort of can often be viral within a team, and you've almost seen England. Um, you know, sort of individually, collectively, sort of lose that that uh, that that confidence simultaneously. Almost like once they made that bad start against New Zealand. Uh, and then after you know win against Bangladesh, then to lose against Afghanistan. So at that point, that you know any sort of shell of confidence they had just sort of cracked, cracked open, and they've uh, been unable to put it back together in time. Andy, what are you up to comedy wise at the moment? Uh, just doing the the Bugle podcast every week. Uh, we're now into our seventeenth year. Wow! Um, so, which is uh, yeah, I mean that's yeah, we're part of, we're heading towards a sixth of a century um, of, of podcasting on the Bugle. So that's, yeah, that seems like quite a lot to be honest. Um, and then I've got uh, so there's some live Bugle shows early next year, and I'll be doing a stand up tour at the end of 2024. 
Brilliant. Cheers, Andy. We'll catch up with you soon. Thanks for having me. Cheers. Take care. That's Andy Zortzman there, cricket statistician, comedian and podcast. Doing a live podcast. I see View from the Lane, Danny Kelly. Danny, yeah. They're doing a live show, aren't they? It's they very are, popular, this, yeah. isn't it? All this yeah, it's good. Show. Doing live shows off your podcast. Yeah, that's right. The guys are doing one. That should be uh, should be a good night, I'm sure. Clips of the week live. Clips of the week. <laughs> Sit there and listen to clips. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure there's a market for that. We asked you to come up with fictional football club names <laughs> that we we could believe. Okay. Um, one or two have got it. Mel, Melstead Athletic. You could. Uh, that's that's one that could feature in a comic yes, from Charlie yeah, and Suffolk. Possible, yeah. Cranford United. Sounds yeah, good. Not bad. Brinkton Wanderers. These all sound like could definitely be teams <laughs> yeah. that Melchester played, Charlie. Well done. The one who hasn't really got it is John, the Chelsea fan who's gone Ivory Toast FC. So <laughs> we're not buying that, John. No one's going to call Ivory themselves toast. Ivory Toast. <laughs> um, uh, Ladchester City, says Lee the Courier. I don't know. I'm not sure. It's not, I'm, I'm not sure, Lee. I'm sorry. Um, Carston Athletic, says Andy in the black country. Don't know why, but I use it all the time. In Does what he? context? <laughs> oh, well, I did have a spell with Carston Athletic. You're any good? Uh, oh, yeah, I had a spell with Carston Athletic. People aren't going to question it if they're no, not football fans, That's are they? true, actually. Anyway, we're only asking you this because uh, Searston Rovers are the team that Jilly Cooper's invented for her new book set in the world of football called Tackle, and she's coming in to chat to us about it later on. So if you think you can come up with one that will... Um, that will uh, make everybody go, oh, yeah, I could definitely see them playing. Unlike James, the Liverpool fan in Dover, has gone, Hawksby Town Rovers. That's a bit, <laughs> that's a bit route one, isn't it, James? <laughs> the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Believe it or not, that gives you a clue to uh, Andy's specialist <laughs> mastermind worry, subject. I didn't know that was. Coming up shortly. <laughs> that is the subject. I thought I had to go a bit more modern. I think it was right, yeah. I think it was only right that you did something. I've been done, wasn't it? Winnie the Pooh. Yeah. Anyway, I was going with Rumpole of the Bailey, but yeah, no, I think you've got, you got to be down with the kids, got to the be demographic. Really, I think, yeah. So, um, yeah, questions coming up on that band. If you're not sure mm-hmm. they are, stay tuned. Um, so, uh, Andy, um, you watch Mastermind every week. I do, you? I love you it. You are slightly obsessed, well, weirdly obsessed. I'm sure <laughs> oh, that's yeah. why. Um, Clive won't come into the studio <laughs> because he thinks you're a bit weird. But yeah. you're obsessed with the long-form um, explanations he gives for every specialist subject. I am, really. But, uh, you know, because the thing is, he, for example, this one. Sir Isaac Newton was a specialist subject. Sir Isaac Newton. Yes, the life and work of the celebrated English scientist and theologian. I thought, well, that's fine. That's, that's all good. you need, That's nice it? and short. Yeah, yeah. Noted for the pioneering discoveries of gravity, light and Something oh, can't read my own writing. Mathematics. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's good to hear. So, not New Hampshire resident apprentice plumber Isaac Newton. You found an Isaac Newton who's a plumber? Yeah. Really? I did. I think you got an apple in your you, Ben. How did that get there? That'd be fan- I'll go and get me rods. Yeah. Uh, Mary, Queen of Scots. Oh, yeah. Yes, the daughter of. Well, if you found a plumber <laughs> called Mary, Queen of Scots. <laughs> no, but I've got something. Okay. The daughter of King James V of Scotland and the French noblewoman Mary of Guise. All right, Guise. All right, Guise. <laughs> yeah, it's great, isn't it? Yeah. Billy Bragg, the life and works of the English singer. Oh, hang on. So you did? Did you find anybody? No, there's no plumbers. John's come up with Mary, Queen of Blocks. 
That's quite good. That would be a plumbing <laughs> I job. Do. I look for it? Mary Queen plumbers and Mary Queen. Well, that doesn't really work the way a she lot actually of it came up. Mary, the way Barry. they saw her off blocks is probably not a word she'd want to use. Really, <laughs> she had to put her head on one. Too soon, probably <laughs> not. Anyway, no, it's all right. Um, yeah, Billy Bragg. Yeah. Yes, the life and works of the English singer and activist known as the Bard of Barking. Yeah, and not William Bragg, senior recruiter, extreme events and insurance, or William Bragg, plumber in the Greater Chicago area. Okay, well, it's lovely. <laughs> Knowing that you put the hours yeah, in on I this. Do, really, yeah. So is that it? That's it for this week. So yeah. every week, Andy, you choose a specialist subject. Yes. Many have been sport. Um, you've tried cricket. You've tried football. Yeah. In recent weeks, you've been struggling to find a new one. You've, well, you've got quite yes, foodie. I did, and did, poo, well. I did patisserie. That was quite successful. Yeah, I just felt it. Pasta, pa- pasta. Different pasta shapes. It was all getting a bit desperate, really. <laughs> Well, so that's my career, really. You said to me this... <laughs> career? Yeah. You said to me this morning, um, I've yeah. got a new specialist subject for today, and we played a little bit of music, and it is the Korean girl band, Stacey. Yeah. Very much in the news. We were discussing them yesterday that's because right. they turned up at Ibrox having mistakenly worn vintage sort of Coisty-era Rangers shirts mm. uh, whilst performing at a Texas Rangers baseball it game. It can happen. It, they got, the management clearly got confused. I know. So, but they turned up at Ibrox. They've made lots of friends there. So, and uh, we imagine there'll be lots of Korean girl band fans popping over to Ibrox to see games. But uh, you've decided, uh, you didn't know that was Stacey, did you, that we no. were just playing? So that doesn't bode well for the next 10 questions. Yeah, it doesn't really. Are you ready? I'll to, do my best. Have you done a little bit of homework on I've them? tried to do a bit of homework. It, it, it's one of those subjects that doesn't... Like, it if just I'm reading about sport or cricket, it all goes in. If I read yeah. about Stacey, it doesn't tend to imprint well, itself let's on find my out. mind. Um, yes, let's give you ten questions <laughs> on the popular Korean girl band Stacey. Your time starts now. Okay. What does the name Stacey stand for? Stay as young... No. No, okay, no, I have to stop you. It's star to a young culture. Oh, dear. You were doing dear. a slogan for the <laughs> NHS there. Uh, what was the name of the band before they rebranded to Stacey? Um, something like Up and Coming or something. No, they're called High Up Girls. No, I knew Unlucky. Up was in there, yeah. Can you name all six members of Stacey? Uh, Min. Yeah. Uh, J. Yeah. You. Yoon. Yoon. Yeah. Suan and Sian. Yeah, but there's one you're missing. Oh, you might take one of these out uh, with your local financial advisor, (laughs) Um, Isa. Oh, Isa. Yeah, oh, sorry. Oh, Isa. Sorry, Andy. Oh, sorry, I Isa. I don't know if she's got enough. If you're listening, Isa. I'm so sorry, Isa. Yeah, Stacey. Well, they are Rangers fans. They might be tuning in for us to have a pop at Celtic today after last night. What was what was Sian known for before she joined Stacey? She was an actress. She was in things like The Good Wife. Oh, well done, Andy. You got one right. Um, who has been the producer and songwriter for the band since its inception? Oh, um, I can't remember. Pass. Uh, Black Eyed Pilsian. Oh, I should have I can get a bit like, black. It was like Black Eyed Peas. I, I can get remembered. a bit. I was trying to do Black Eyed after a few Pilsians as well. Things. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, which of their songs has been the most popular, both by chart position and sales? Oh, I think the one we just heard. Now, that was ASAP we played there. Oh, really? Was yeah, it? it wasn't that one, no. No, sorry, pass. Teddy Bear, unlucky. What is the name of Stacey's most recent EP released? The, the listeners are home. Honestly, Bob and Arbroath <laughs> and his lorry up by Scotch Corner shouting out all the answers. What's the matter with you, Andy? What's the name of Stacey's most recent EP released in August of this year and containing the song Bubble? 
something like the, the, the phrase, like, stay as, as young as you are. No, it's not. It's teen fresh. Oh, right. uh, which EP was Stacey's... <laughs> should we bother with the rest? Uh, which EP was Stacey's first to chart at number one when it was released in February 2022? <laughs> no Younglove.com. Uh, the group... For the Stacey complete this out there, I feel I should go through it. The group embarked on their first ever world tour last month. Which venue did they play in, in New York? Carnegie Hall. No, it was uh, the King's <laughs> Theatre, Brooklyn. <laughs> Who'd know that? Apart from the road manager. And the music video to Stereotype... I'll start it till I finish. The music video to Stereotype is their most popular on YouTube. How many views has it had? Just have a punt. That's how popular they are, these girls. Mm, a billion. Mm, 75 million. That wasn't bad, though. <laughs> Andy, you scored one. Well oh, done. Yes. Seum was an actress who was in The Good Wife. I'll do better on the general knowledge. <laughs> yeah, you didn't pass on it. <laughs> I'd like to think you will. So there we are. An utter disaster there well, for Andy. Attempting to go I'll do Rumpole next week. We're delighted to say that the uh, legendary author, um, Jilly Cooper, will be joining us in the studio shortly. Her new book, Tackle. Uh, is set in the world of football. We'll find out why she turned her attention to football. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. A few years ago, myself and Andy saw a little diary piece in a paper that uh, Jilly Cooper, the legendary author, had turned her attention to the world of football and was about to. Mm. Uh, well, the book is on our desk. It's called Tackle. If you want to score, you've got to be a player. If you love Jilly Cooper's books, you'll certainly love this. And we're delighted to say uh, she's joined us in the studio. Jilly, lovely to see you. I'm very excited to be here. Thank you for coming in. Sport, yes. Wow. Well, you are a football <laughs> fan, aren't you? You're a you're a Manchester City fan, but you do go and watch Forest Green now and again. They're your local team. Local so, team. have you have you always been a football fan? Or um, well, no. I I, I I um when I was on a local newspaper when I was eighteen, I used to cover sort of everything because we did sort of you know, the, the um police and the farmer, and I used to go to Brentford. Oh, right. so you'd be doing match reports? Mm, is it? Oh, I really? Did, Watching Brentford games Brent, back in oh, the Brentford, day. Oh, Brentford, how could you? I remember writing. 
yeah. pub, pub, pub on every corner of the old ground. That was yeah, Griffin Park. It was. That's probably why everybody wanted to go and cover it. I would imagine in Fleet Street in those days. So I, I read that it was a it was a lunch with Sir Alex Ferguson that inspired you to to write about the world of football. What, what did he tell you? Did he think it was going to be a kind of rich seam of material for you? No, he was just lovely, and I, I was always impressed by him because I always thought he was very attractive looking. But I always thought he'd be a bit frightening. But he was charming, and we we just got, I got a bit pissed. And we just giggled and giggled and giggled all the way through lunch. And then the, he was just really, really nice. And, and, and um, I just thought, well, why not? Oh, OK. So, I mean, this is, the sort of gestation period has been fairly long. So I mean, you do a lot of research on your books, I, I do. I'm very slow. I mean, most people, I mean, you probably, I mean, football writers, what I say, football writers are so brilliant, aren't they? I really think the standard of football writing is amazing. But I take 15 drafts of everything. Right. I'm so slow and stupid. And so a lot of background research into the world of football to do something like this, yeah. Wow. And what's interesting about this book, and I don't know how you keep track of them, you, you've got a lovely know, glossary know, of all the characters, the little pen pictures, like almost like a football programme. It's fantastic. But I counted them up. There's 92 characters. I know, I know. <laughs> how do you keep those going Have you got a chart, like a sort of murderous... No, it's very, very, co- very complicated, Andy, because... Um, you know, when I wrote about show jumping, I mean, or, 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 or polo, there's only four people in a team. Mm. I mean, there's, there's 33 pl- players or every, every football side, isn't there? Yeah, the and you've got all the background staff mm, and mm, all the teams yes, and the yes, boardroom and yes, stuff. Yes. But the good news is for, for fans of your books that uh, your hero war slash anti-hero, Rupert Campbell Black, yeah. is front and centre of this book, isn't mm, he, once yes, again? He's, yes. he's bought a football club. And he can't bear a football <laughs> and he only, he's only bought it because his his, his um, daughter goes out with a, a black white for ages for been going out with a black footballer called Feral Jackson, mm. and so he he um and, uh, his wife has cancer, Rupert. So he's very sad, and his daughter wants to come back and look after her. And so she says, "Daddy, why don't you buy a team over England?" So Feral can play in England, and so he buys this team. But he thinks football is very silly because he says group sex every time anybody um scores a goal. Mm. They do wrap themselves around each other. They, they? they do, really. <laughs> they do. He's They're the really... handsomest man in England. I don't know how you wow. quantify that. It'd be well, quite it's... difficult for an actor to play that. Yeah, mm. well, well, hopefully there will be a spin-off. We'll mm. come on to that in a no, moment. But, no, but, 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 but uh, that and also, um, they, they do skip around like ballerinas. Rupert thought they skipped around like ballerinas beforehand, and they do a bit, don't they? <laughs> He's a great enduring character of yours. He's an, Olymp- an Olympic equestrian, isn't he? Gold medalist. And he's mm. been sort of front and centre of your books. Mm. Is he based on anybody in particular? Um, well, he was. Uh, when I moved to the country, middle class Jill went to live in Gloucestershire. Mm. And I met some rather sort of glamorous men out there the Earl of Suffolk and Berkshire, and Andrew Parker Bowles, and a man called Andrew, I mean, there's Rupert Lysy Green. And they were sort of based for them, but not, not, they didn't do any of those naughty things. No. But they, but, but they, they, were, they were sort of funny and... An amalgam of all those sort of guys. Yeah. So what's your what's your process these days, Jilly? You say you do 15 drafts. Do you, I understand you're, you're still working on on the typewriter. You've not moved on to... Monica. Yes. Yeah, Monica. It's called Monica. 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 And she, she's a manual typewriter, and I have a bit of... Two bits of ribbon, and one has a pen... One has a pair of scissors. It's hopeless. <laughs> I'd love to learn to do. I mean, can you type? Oh, yeah, not particularly well, well but no. yeah, I mean, I had to, I had that, I'm old enough to make that transition. Use a word process, I'm sure people yeah, have told it's, you this. It's much the same. I was intrigued yeah. to read that your son in law works for the FA. He works for the LMA. Yeah. LMA. LMA, sorry, LMA, not yes, FA. Yes, I beg yes, your yes, pardon. Yes, yeah, yes, but involved yes, in football. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And was, yeah. was he a help? Did he yes, give you a bit of insight? He introduced me to Hard Wilkinson and he introduced me to Gary Southgate. 
Oh, right. And lots of people like that. So he, he was very, very wonderful. And you know, when I ring him up, I get stuck. I say, what's that? What's offside? <laughs> <laughs> I love some of the language. Words you don't really hear. Um, Timber West is described as ravishing. Yes. It's quite unusual to hear a woman described as ravishing these days. It's nice. We don't, don't, I, mean, yeah. I mean, you're much younger than me, but I mean, you must know a few people called ravishing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we did love some of the names, yeah. and we loved the um, the name of the team, uh, Searston Rovers. Mm. I mean, we've been asking the listeners today to come up with fictional but believable football team names, and it's, it's hard, isn't it? I don't know how many you rejected before it's, you got to that. Is Searston a place, or is it... No, a, we just made it up. Right. Really? We made it up. Incredible. <laughs> What's and your team? I'm a Tottenham fan. Oh, I love yes. Tottenham. Oh, well, that's good to hear. Love and, and he's a Chelsea fan. Yes, I'm I love, a Chelsea and, fan. And aren't you in love with Son? Oh, yes. Oh, yeah, he's fantastic. He's sweet, isn't he? He's yeah. always smiling. Yeah. Your favourite is Phil Foden, isn't it? You're that's a big sweet. fan of yeah, Phil I like Foden. Him. I like him very much. Oh, Have you got to player. meet any of the City players? or? Um... No, I know another man called David Clayton. I hope he's going to take me to David Clayton. He's the sort of press officer up there, so he's going to, I think, introduce me to them. I met Stephen Gerrard and I met Kenny Dalglish. I haven't met that many of them. So by meeting a lot, was that helpful in the process of writing this, just sort of being around some of those football players? I'm not suggesting that they're involved in any of the stuff that's in the book. <laughs> I hope they are. I hope they are. <laughs> some of them. I mean, they have quite fun in the book. Yeah. <laughs> It's. Uh, I mean, yeah. It's. It's. I mean, it's very much in your. It is very much in your style. If people love your work, they're going to love this because it is a football so. book. But it's much. It, it's. It's set in football. But it's very much a Jilly Cooper but, book. But also, um, what is very conceited. But the, the racehorse named after me called Jilly Cooper. Oh, okay. Really? And Jilly Cooper's won lots of races, and she ran at Lingfield yesterday. A, a, a winner or not? No, she didn't do oh. tall well. <laughs> you always tall, back, do you always back her? Yes, I, yes, I do. Good. I do, but but yeah. but um, I was, uh, do they have to ask permission, Jilly, to do that? Well, they love somebody, Mark Johnson and his wife. Ah, Deirdre. somebody you know, yeah, anyway. Yes, but wasn't that lovely to have a na- yeah. Wouldn't you like to have a resource yes. name? Yes. Oh, yeah. What would you? I mean, are there other worlds that you'd like to write about? You've written about football now, your equestrianism, and te- or TV, of course, and your yes, rivals. Yes, yes. And stuff, I want to write about Sparta. Sparta. Mm. Okay. In Sparta Prague. No, no not Sparta Prague. Because no, no, there's a team called Spartan, isn't there? There is still there's a Spartan and there is a Sparta, but yes. that they're in they're in the Czech Republic. So um, and Sparta is in, in, in ancient Greece. Yes. As I discovered in ancient Greece, um, if you committed adultery in ancient Greece, particularly as a woman, you were practically killed or thrown out of the country or punished and never talked to again. But in Sparta, it was allowed. Is that interesting? Ah, yeah. there you go. And so I thought I'd you know. We'll find out a bit more about that. So, uh, uh, will that be like first historical novel? That would no, be no, quite, no, 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 no. I, I have got, I've got a, a couple, a, fa- a, a group of people going to Sparta for holiday. Ah. Two rather naughty men like you two. <laughs> <laughs> they have a competition to see who can commit the most adultery. <laughs> so in Sparta, but it's, mean, only, it's only a thought. There is some football things. You talk about like fixture congestion, and you deal mm. with a few sort of football matters mm. and injuries, don't mm. you? So, mm. it's, do. but it's a wonderful game, isn't it? Mm. Oh yeah. And it cheers people up, and the world's very low. Sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, sometimes. It, 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 it can make you very miserable as well, yeah. as I discovered on Monday evening. So, yeah, it, 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 so do you get to Forest Green very often? Do you go to well, quite, uh, We're very excited because Wrexham are coming to play them. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. So I've, I've got a box there, so I'm going to take some people to, to go and see it because I think Wrexham are wonderful, don't you? 
Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a been a great story. story. Yeah, that would be. Have cool. they been in? Have they been, have you interviewed they, them? They've not. No, we've no. not. We've we've spoken a lot about the we've documentary. Spoken to the chairman, haven't we, Humphrey? Yeah, yeah, that's mm. right. We've spoken mm. to the chairman of the club. Who you may get to meet at the game. Who's who's mm. in TV over in the uh, states? But um, Rivals, one of your earlier books, mm. is has been made for TV, isn't it? It's coming out fairly soon. Got a great cast. Isn't it? T- I'm not allowed to talk about it. Oh, that's right. That's Everybody right. must love it, though, really, because there are so many excited. characters, so many actors. It's, it's, the point is that what I will. So I've seen the rushes, and it is absolutely, absolutely brilliant. Thank you, really. Because there was a TV adaptation years ago, wasn't there? The Riders. Yeah, on oh, Riders that was. Yeah. Well, you you weren't <laughs> you weren't massively happy with that then, quite as much. Well, no. But the thing is, it was it was Rupert. You know my regard to Rupert. I mean, he's sort of tough sort of creature. And I, when I, when I, they were filming, can you imagine in Hyde Park? They had all the jumps up in Hyde Park. Oh wow! Like, <laughs> I went along the first day, and they said to me. Oh, come and meet Rupert, come and meet Rupert. So I rushed forward and this ravishing-looking man came towards me and called Marcus Beale. Uh, anyway, yeah. and so I said, gosh, you're very good-looking, wonderful. I'm so pleased you're playing Rupert. Oh, very gracious of you, he said. That's no good. No oh, Very gracious. Oh, dear. <laughs> <laughs> I think Danny Dyer is in... Um, oh, yes, he's lovely. You can have a good football chat because he's a big West Ham fan. So when if you go along on... Oh, the, I will, that's a good idea. Yeah, go and have... When, you, when all the premieres come... Where are they, West Ham, now? They're yeah, doing yeah, pretty, pretty well, well okay. European... Trophy last couple of year. poor results, but uh, I'm sure you'll get plenty of football chat there. So, um, is the book's out now, Jilly? I take it. It's, it's available, um, and it's for football and non-football fans. Yeah, I think it'll be uh, a alike, success. It's and it's got a lot of dogs in it. Oh, okay. A lot of nice dogs and a lot of nice horses and a lot of nice people. I hope. I hope it's a happy story because I hope it's about true love. Well, they tend to be, don't they? No. Your, your stories, t- they, you know, there's triumph over tragedy, but they tend to have a happy ending, mm. don't they? Mm. I think that's what mm. that's what your readership want, yeah. isn't it, yeah. really? So. I'd love to meet Daffodil Clark Rogers. Well, oh, yeah. <laughs> Why didn't you bring her in with you? <laughs> <laughs> Daffodil Clark Rogers. Daffodil Clark Rogers. Yeah. yeah. It's beautiful. Um, oh, yes, that was right. I loved that. I thought that was a very good joke about um, cat, 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 her jerseys. And she said, cash more jerseys. And they said, it's Kashmir, Kashmir, said one oh. of the other words, Kashmir. And she said, no, it's Kashmir, because Kashmir jerseys cost more cash than ordinary jerseys. <laughs> she is a wag, isn't she? She's a wag. Uh, Daffodil Clark Rogers yes. is of the wag fraternity. <laughs> well, Jenny, it's lovely to see you. Thank lovely you so much for coming in. having me. I mean, actually, it's such an achievement, to actually, to be invited to talk sport. Well, look, yeah, we were, as soon as we heard you were writing about football, we wanted to get you in. So keep doing what you're doing. We wish you well with the book, and I'm Thank sure you. people are casting it all in their heads. Yeah. If you uh, come to Gloucestershire, you come and see me. We will you? pop in and see you. So oh, well, we we go down to Cheltenham every year. So we're not a million Do miles you? away. So for the racing, yeah, yeah, yeah. lovely. Do you ever go for the racing? Mm. Okay, oh, well, we'll, we'll see, see you at Cheltenham mm. then. Lovely. Yes. Pop yes. along and yes. see yes. us. Yes, it's lovely. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Well, there we are. That's how it all unfolded this afternoon. I'll be back tomorrow with Charlie Baker, and you'll join us for the Falls panel. No, the, oh, the uh, panel birthday mad. spread. The birthday spread, that's it. Yes. So uh, what are the gags like this Pretty week? Pretty good, yeah. I'm qu- quietly confident. Oh, yeah. quietly confident. Beautiful. Okay. Well, uh, we'll bring you that. Um... 21 to choose from. Oh, wow. <laughs> you hone them down. Well, so you have I a do. long list. I have a long list. Really? That's Clement about, long I sh- list. I don't think I should even admit that. No. <laughs> so we get the gold, folks. Imagine what the other ones are like. Anyway, uh, we'll see you tomorrow from one. Do hope you can join us. If not, the podcast will be available at four. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Market.